Okay. Shout out to Liquid Death. Um, we're not sponsored, but we're working for sponsorships. Liquid Death, uh, Minimal, anyone. Sponsor us, please. I'm looking for that sponsorship. And so, welcome to the Piece by Piece podcast. I'm your host, William Parham. And today, we're here to talk about men's mental health. But before we get started, let me introduce our special guest. He's been on two episodes before, and this is officially his third. I'd like to welcome my friend, Jim Buddy, mental health therapist, Jonathan Williams. Nice to see you, Doran. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good to be here. I appreciate it. No problem, no problem. It's always a pleasure with Will. You know, glad to have a great conversation here. Um, so as you know, today's topic is men's mental health. Uh, how are we feeling overall these days? So it's sweaty. We're talking about men's mental health. Yeah. And, I, and uh, I guess these questions are about my mental health. So here we go. Or the general the, event of what you understood. Uh, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. It's good for, it's good. Vulnerability is good. Uh, lately, I've, I actually been feeling pretty good. Uh, it's summertime. With the summertime being here, I am appreciating uh, the warm weather. I appreciate the long, the longer days in terms of just the light being out. So I, I'm the type of person I try to be at my house from sundown to sundown, just just because it's summertime and we were cooped up in the house for so long because of COVID. So I enjoy being out. Of course, of course. Like I don't know why, but just sound. I'm gonna sound like a guy for a second, like one of the bros. I feel like the most action always happens during the summertime. Oh hell yeah! Like you meet the most people, you do the most adventurous stuff. Just come out. Yes, sundress <laughs> season. Like if, if y'all know what that is. What uh, for times? For those who are just listening to this podcast, we're gonna make this simpler and break it down for you. So, men's mental health, to the best of our you know, definitions, I'm going to give one and Jonathan's going to give one, is the mental state and thought process of, you know, men, the XX chromosome, so to speak, how we think, how we feel, how we feel on the inside, most importantly, and how that's portrayed in the outer world. It's not addressed enough because as I've learned, we're held to a standard of being non-emotional creatures and either confiding it all in or being held to that stoic responsible one who has to be the strong silent type meaning they get all the work done they do all this execution but they can never be vulnerable or open up to themselves and why you might ask is because there's the fear of losing what they have like whether it's their women or their possessions or their workplace it's just it's not a position for men and i'm saying this not only from experience but from Quite literally, I went out to Baltimore with two of my friends and we did an episode, which we'll be posting soon. And we asked men and women, what's the common stigma in the workplace? And if not all men, 95% of them had said they're held to the standard of being stoic and not being open with their emotions or not being vulnerable. Like they have to stay masculine. They have this expectation of being like the hard boss who can't be fun or just like show any type of emotion. The real question is, is that a problem? So what what are you, your definition? What are your thoughts, Jonathan? Wow. Well, I thought the definition was great. Thank thoughts, you. feelings, actions, how you present yourself to the world, and also how you feel on the side. So I think that's perfect. As, because we talked about this a little bit before, and at first when we talked about it in the gym, I was, I was thinking to myself, well, you know, it's the workplace. Is that a place really for quote-unquote vulnerability mm-hmm. um you know and i guess yes it depends on your job right uh and we all are human and we all have feelings right so it's important that everybody's feelings are validated also done in a respectful manner now sorry liquid death yeah sorry look all of it's all of it's gone it so that's it's how good it is uh but I don't know. It's it, it, it's an interesting conversation because I don't know. As a leader, leaders have to be. If you're a leader in the workplace, you have to be focused, decisive, make quick decisions. People want you to validate them, but sometimes it's your job to to 
It sometimes can just have a bottom line and to have outcomes. Sometimes it's not to necessarily be fun and jokey jokey and have people have everybody know how you feel. Like sometimes at work, your feelings don't matter. Sometimes at work, they don't. Oh, so for sure, that's what's called work. Right. So it's, it, 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 it I, I guess I wish I had more context around what specifically they're talking about. But if I was just speak generally for me, mm-hmm. I'm in a field, I'm in the mental health field, I'm a therapist, and also I work for the state um, doing foster care work. And in that job, I have to be empathetic, vulnerable, because it's the nature of my clients. So I don't experience that. If I came off stoic, I would come off as... I mean, scary as fuck. Like, I would come off as uh, unapproachable. Right. And someone who doesn't care. So in my experience, I haven't experienced that, but that's also because of the field that I'm in. Uh, you, you definitely come off as that, I'm not trying to be funny here, that um that one character from Lilo and Stitch, uh, Mr. You know you know what I'm talking about, the social worker, the black dude. <laughs> You'd come off as that dude, uh, uh, Mr. Bubbles, I think. It's Mr. Like, Bubbles. You be Mr. Bubbles, bro. Mr. Bubbles. You talk to Lilo, he want to smile and nothing, be like, I'm here. I'm here to take you. That was a good show, though. I was a well, little little such was good, though. But that's, I guess, so understanding, like, depending on how your work is or what your job is, certainly that that's true. But hmm, no buts. When you love what you do, you don't have to work a single day in your life. And so that's what I'm trying to get at for people because I'm not going to speak for everyone, but I know through my experience, most people do not like their jobs because it's so much work. So I'm trying to mediate here and try to, make them understand that if you love what you do it won't feel like work and in order to love what you do you gotta display some emotions so let's say like you're working at amazon and you're not saying a word and you're just by yourself do your work and then you clock out sure for some people that's nice but for other people they might be miserable and they might be there just because the pay is good and the benefits are good so how can you make the job more fun this solution for men's mental health here is that you can you know perhaps spark up a conversation that's not interfering with your work at hand but it's making it you know taking your mind and taking that stress off your shoulders like if you're feeling overwhelmed in the day it's always nice to just bust out a conversation like that's how we have sports we talk about the game we saw last night or a tv show we saw or maybe some food we ate and it's like it's a commonality that we all fall upon that just helps make things easier but it also like it's a nice little break in distraction because burnout is a thing so it's to prevent burnout and to keep working you quite literally like distract your mind the gym's a perfect example of like working out sucks but you got like some music or a good book like you get through it naturally yeah and and i agree that it like i'm always proponent this is why i'm out my house from sun sun up to sundown it's so important to be around people especially when we're talking about mental health especially when we're talking about anxiety um, or depression, uh, things to where, you know, you, you kind of want to isolate yourself. It's important to go against the grain and going against that. And like you said, as far as work is considered, I love, I love the field that I'm in, but I'll be honest, it still does feel like work. I'm a therapist. I enjoy therapy. I enjoy my clients. It does still feel like work. However, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now, I would like to get to a point where it maybe doesn't feel like work for me, but I also don't wake up and begrudge work. Now, for those that do, you could take the advice that Will said, because I I can agree with that, like I said, being around people. And I would also add to that, if we're going to go on a deeper level, this is where it comes down to looking at your job and looking at your skills and looking at what you're doing and saying, hey, is this something that I really want to be doing? And are these the skills that I can, that I'm gonna have for the next 10, 15 years? Because if you are doing something that you really do care about, you could find more love in it and more joy. But I do think depending on where, what level you're at, you know, what kind of job you're doing, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna love every job, but yes, you can find ways if you're not isolated if you do have people around you to try and make it better for you 
for real for real and that like man so for you personally this is going to be a question for you because you are a guest um have you ever noticed like a loss of interest and enjoyment in activities that you normally find like pleasurable I'll say I'll say maybe it's at, at one point when I was dealing with grief for my mother passing when I was an undergrad, yes. But at the same time, I think because and that was my senior year, and I think bec I spent a lot of time by myself that year. Um just 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 because of the grief and just because I, I wanted to be alone. Oh, liquid dad. Sorry about that. I'm gonna just fill this up. This is about every. But at the same time, I uh, oh, that's smart. Duh. I don't know why we didn't think about that before. Um, but at the same time, I knew that it was important to not push myself away from my interests. Um, but I did lean more into vices, and that's where I would say was my issue, and not necessarily uh, stopping the things that I enjoyed, but adding maybe not the most positive things. So I think that was where I started to lack. But uh, I knew it was important to not stop the things that I enjoyed, though, i.e. working out, i.e. basketball, i.e. hanging out with friends. These are all things I need to keep doing to... I'm a I'm an extrovert anyway, so I get energy being around people. And so I naturally want to be around people generally speaking. I'm obviously I'm a normal person, I want my own time to myself, but generally speaking I, I get my energy from people, which is why I don't like working from home. I'm glad you said that, because that's the exact definition of an extrovert, someone who like gains that energy from people. Most people think it's like an extrovert, it's like, oh I'm I'm outgoing, I talk a lot, like I I go with people. Extroverts, like how you are in social environments. So like an introvert is very closed off in a social environment. Like have people around them might be too much. Like they, they might be socially draining. So like when you go out, like for instance, like let's say you go out to a party and you're there, you're having a good time. But like when you come home or like you want to bounce, you feel exhausted. That's that's a sign of being an introvert or you just party too fucking hard. You One or the other. But an extrovert is like... I, can I use athletes for this? Yeah, I can use athletes for this. Like you have a game seven situation and like you're out in the public crowd and like you got all these people around you and like they're cheering your name and like they're boosting you and like you just get that energy and you're just like, you're pumped, you're going. That's that's an extrovert quality. Yeah. Or even even like that and I was, well, even yesterday I went to a cookout. Uh, I was with well, one of my friends and they wanted to She's more introverted. She wanted to, she was, she was ready to go. It was probably about 10 p.m. That's fine. I was a tripping, but I'm more extroverted. I was actually cool with staying a little bit longer to like, you know, 11, 12. Oh, cookouts all day. Yeah, no, just a little bit, just a little bit later, you know, but so, I, and I, I, but just like you said, by the time she got back, taps, knocked out. Right, but me, I'm up, got energy still. So it's just, I get that. That makes that makes sense. And I and I've been around enough friends and stuff like that who are opposite. So I I see that. So for for men's mental health here, understand who you are as a person, whether you're introverted or extroverted, because you could be you know tiring yourself out too much if you're an introvert, or you're putting yourself in the wrong situation if you're an extrovert. Like understand yourself so you know what environments make you happy and what environments like you can thrive in so like for instance let's give some more examples here if you're an introvert and you know you don't like being in, in the clubs or parties don't go to you know dupont circle or u street in dc for a night like go to a library or go like to like a public park somewhere that's more of your vibe but if you're an extrovert like come on bro you need know where to go 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 to the bars go have a good time like go to a concert go to a party like you you know your distance but i feel like it's that influence from other people that also projects on men's mental health like men don't men are cool with being alone but the peer pressure of public influence is still heavy so like there's there's a standard i've i've understood growing up is that like oh as men like we gotta be around the girls like we gotta be like you know looking our best with the fits we gotta like you know 
show our muscles off and like very stereotypical of a man. Mm. And we have to be fit all these, you know, mm. standards. Mm. Whereas like that might not be who we are as a person to be real. That's just like what people think works. So like for me, I don't like wearing tight clothing. I don't like, you know, having that whole facade of, you know, looking extra good when I go out. Like I, I literally go to bars and sweats. Like sweats in a baggy t-shirt. If I'm comfortable, I can have a good conversation. I don't I don't want to fit some physical standard in order to ignite something. Because it puts me out of my discomfort. And then like when I'm talking to people, I just don't I don't feel like I'm being me. I feel like I'm being very fake rather than mm. authentic. And that's just an example of like how men have it falls into the whole stereotype of like being stoic. Men have to hold themselves this type of way in order to get what they want. And it's more should be like you should be yourself so to speak that help, help me out here that, i mean that, no that's interesting i mean i i'll have to say that if i was being honest i actually will probably think the opposite you know yeah. and actually i do think for me for me i'll speak for me i do believe that uh image matters mm-hmm. i do like i do personally like i think that just generally speaking i think that how you look people will treat you how you present yourself. And I think that if you look good, I believe in the old adage, you look good, you feel good. Um, and I sometimes do think that depending on what, and I think this is where it starts. What do you want out of life? Mm, that's a good question. Because what do you want for me, life? if I think about the stuff that I want, and I'm not gonna say every single thing that I want, but I do, for the things that I do want, I think, and I know from talking to other people who have been there, you, you have to do certain things. Image is part of that. Looking a certain way is part of that. Right. For me, going to certain places is part of that. For me. So it goes back to what do you want? If you want a certain thing and, um, if that thing doesn't require you to look a certain way or talk to people in a certain way or go to certain places and you can kind of be isolated or by yourself and so forth, then that's fine. But if what you want requires that and, and the person is going to do the opposite, then don't be upset. That person, don't be upset if you don't get what you want because you're not doing the things that you need to do to get the outcomes that you want. So. Right. I think that for me, that's what I've learned. Because um, especially our generation is, is millennials. And uh, we're entitled, speak for myself, you know. And sometimes we think that certain things are owed to us because, because whatever, right? Um, but it's not. No one owes you shit. No one in this world owes you a damn thing. Every I tell I tell the kids that I work with, everything is, everything is earned, nothing is given. And that's, that is life, you know? Um, but yeah, I know we're talking about mental health, so going back to the mental health piece, as far as the feeling better, like I said, know what you want, know, you, know what outcomes you want, and then you need to do the things and find, find the things that you need to do to get those, let's get those outcomes. Let's, let's get more into that though, like entitlement, like that's definitely like, a thing for sure like as soon as you said that i was thinking to myself like there's definitely some things i feel entitled to but i also understand that like i've i put that pressure on other people as well like as as men like you have a right to say no to things that you don't want to do versus things like like you might have to do but that all depends on your responsibilities and where you are in your life so like for instance um i like using relationships a lot because i feel like at this age 25 a lot of people are looking for relationships I have the right to say no to people if I don't want to hang out or if I'm not interested in like what you have going on or like if you offer me something and I decline it, I have the right to say no, which is, I know it's a title in a way, but it's me holding my ground versus like saying yes to everything can be so stressful. I will push back and say that I think that that's a boundary. A boundary? Yeah, I don't think, I think I look at entitlement as more of... Yeah, help me understand better. I, so when I look at entitlement, I think about my associates, if I don't have any entitled friends anymore, but my associates that will say things like, I should have a, my job should, they should have gave me a raise by now, or they, or they should have, they should have given me a promotion right now, or 
uh, I should be able to live in this place or I, should, I, I, I my friends or my, my friends should, should do this and this for me, or my parents should do this, this, and this for me. It's having like a should expectation from others. Yes. And it's like, uh, it don't work like well, that. once again, nothing is given. Everything is current. Who the hell are you to, and I, and I, and I say this for someone who used to think like that, right? Like before, and I take it back to my past a little bit before having both my parents pass. I was entitled, and like I didn't grow up rich. I didn't grow up poor. I grew up either been middle class, middle class, but I also was a little entitled. Like I thought, um, like people owed me certain things in certain aspects of my life, and I was like, hold on, Jonathan, you didn't earn, you didn't pay for this, you didn't pay for that, you didn't get. No one owes you anything. So once I stopped thinking about that, and I started realizing that the outside world doesn't owe me anything, that's when I started working harder. And that's when the whole image thing started to matter and me started thinking about what I want out of life. So that's why I wouldn't talk about entitlement. Like, that was some old people I used to talk to. They were talking about, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna open up this thing. I'm gonna open up this thing. I'm gonna open up this thing. Oh, all I need is someone to do this for me. All I need is, so then this girl, they'll blame people. Oh, they didn't, oh, this person didn't do this or this person did me wrong. And it's like, maybe, but also you control your life. I, I hear my friend talk about you can control probably about 50% of your life. The other 50 happens to you. Vax. The other 50 happens to you. But if you think about 50%, that's a lot. That's half. That's half. That's half. So you control and and, 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 and and most people aren't going to experience half bad shit all the time. Mm-hmm. So if we just assume that 20%, 25% of your life is going to go well, well, if you do that, if you control that 50%, you're looking at a 75 percent chance of doing well in life that's not bad that's not bad that's a seed that's 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 not bad and you could store that you know but some people think that all life just happens to me all life just happens to a woe is me like no it's only like that if you think like that yeah it's a mindset yeah i was gonna say that's why we go back to mental health it's let's get in with mindset it's always looked to your mind it always goes back to your mind. So yep. For men, it's really how you perceive, as Jonathan's saying, it's really how you perceive life, so to speak. Um, don't think the world's against you. And it, Actually, I'm, I'm going to get a tad bit controversial here because I've been listening to a lot of videos on YouTube. Okay, yeah. Tell me what the YouTube world is saying. So based on the YouTube world, um, it's like the world is actually against men. Like they're, it's they're, not, they're, That's not surprising. There's, there's less male Rest in peace, Cameron. We need you back. <laughs> There's less male therapists. Um, there's less male male teachings. Um, not saying like shout out to the women out there who are like you know getting an education and doing well, but it, it's we're almost like right yeah we're talking about men. But the workforce is predominantly being owned by women, and it's at least it's in, increasing. And because of that, it's like there's less there's more women in college. Right. There's more women in college, so there's less roles for role models for men to you know or mentors to even go to to look for that type of help, and even with the divorce rates increasing, the woman gets the, the share, most of the majority of the time she gets the, the child. So she's raising the boy. And it's almost like being a man or being a father, so to speak, is becoming irrelevant. Like we're not having- That I that I agree with. Yeah, it's, it's like- Being a father is becoming irrelevant. It's, yeah. it, 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 that is not good. That is so true. Right, and it's- That is scary. so true. That is so true. Like there, there's male role models out there, but- That are entertainers and athletes. We're not using- Especially in the black world. Very outlier, so to speak. Mm. And don't get me wrong. It's always good to have those mentors and influence, but like, it's all face value. You're not talking to them in person. So you really don't know like the scape of the game. Whereas like having a father, like a male role model who has those one-on-one conversations with someone who's actually there in your local. Yeah. Like my dad, like for instance, taught me how to like wash a car. I like growing up with my mom, I didn't know how to do things like that. And my Hang up with my dad. He showed me how to wash the car, dress the tires, vacuum out the floors, like clean the engine, all that. So that's the adjustment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know how to tie a tie until I was like 13, because until my mom remarried again at 13, I I didn't I, I didn't know little things like that. Like I said, I, I didn't know how to, I used to go had to ask another guy at church or something to tie my tie flight. So it was like little things like that, like yeah, man stuff, like and it makes a big difference and we're not saying women are incapable of these skills at all they can be good parents but they can't women cannot raise men 
They cannot raise men because it's, it's in a relationship or even parenthood. It's it's 50 50. Like there are some things the mother knows that helps the child grow. And there's something the father knows that helps the child grow. But when it's all pushed to one parent, it's like you get into imbalance in your child because you can't teach it all to them. And that's what I know creates, I feel like so many issues in terms of men's mental health. I can't say majority of men have divorced parents, but for those who do have divorced parents, it's like you're already at a disadvantage trying to understand the world. It can it can boost you because you want to learn more based on what you're lacking, but can also throw you off because your peers around you might be in dual parent households and that throws you off as a single parent household. So it's like, um, it's not a culture shock, but it's a, what's what's a good word for a family like demographic shock? I don't know. Traumatic. It's traumatic. It's, it's traumatic. I mean, that, it, it, in the mental health field, we would say that's, that, that would be a traumatic experience. We consider divorce a traumatic experience. Okay, then we're sticking with that. It's traumatic, like a traumatic experience for, no. Then I can speak for that because, like, in my workplace, I'm not going to say the name. Shout out to them, though. Uh, everyone that I've talked to has a dual-parent household. It talks about how they had support from their parents at college or, like, still hangs out with their parents since very day or, like, they're going to go on vacation with their parents and their family. I, I've never had that. Like, I've never had both parents, like, vacation together, even, like, spend the time or have the support as these people can. And it kind of made me understand, like, what I'm lacking, but it also gave me a reality check of, like, what I need to do. Like, I wanted to be a physical therapist at one point, but I realized I don't share the commonalities that other physical therapists do in terms of having a support system. And so me going into college or, you know, grad school, without a support system is very, you know, difficult. And I want to keep my mind sharp and my mental healthy. And I personally just don't think I'm, I'm built for that type of stress. Touch this. So I'm just why, why would you say that? For what? For why would you say you're not built for? I don't think I'm built for that type of stress because I've already, you know, growing up, I've already understand, I've come to understand myself and what I could take and what I can't take. And I realized when I'm very stressed, I become very closed off. And like, I stopped taking care of my physical health. I stopped taking care of my mental health. I'm just focusing on like what's in front of me. And it's like, I almost become, I feel like I become less of a person. And I don't want to become so, so wound up in a career that I forget how to enjoy life. Cause I, I like balance. I want to work hard, but I want to play hard. And when I'm stressed and I'm overwhelmed and I don't have like someone to fall back on or talk to, I'm most certainly not going to play hard. I'm gonna think, let me get this work done. So once I'm all finished, I can enjoy it later. And as I've learned through my time in college, that has not happened. I have like worked, 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 worked till I've gotten burned out. And like, I didn't want to do anything. So, and I know grad school is a whole nother ballpark. So I just, looking at it now, I gotta at least love what I'm doing before I can really make that commitment. But isn't that getting you closer to your goal? It is, but I'm, I understand myself that with physical therapy, it's my, it's the after part that, that shocks me. So like the therapists that I work with, some of them like live with their parents while they pay off their debt. I don't have that option. Okay. So like for me, like I need to understand like if after I graduate, where am I gonna live next? What am I gonna be taking care of? How am I gonna pay back my school debts without taking any more loans? And like the scenario is I don't have a support system to really help me understand or wage that or gauge that out. And it just, it's too much responsibility, so to speak. Do you think you're the first person to be in that situation and then become a physical therapist? Of course not, no. So then why can't, if they did it, why can't you? Oh, because I want to meet, I got to meet that person. Why, why do you have, why you have to meet them? You, you, I just I asked know what the you, process was. I just asked you, do you, yeah. do you think you're the only person? You said no. No. But you have to meet them first to to do to want to do it yourself. No, I would I challenge want, that. I want to understand what what to expect or what's going to come. I know nothing's planned or nothing's okay. just, but I always like to at least make some type of plan for myself so I know I have something to stay on track for. Okay. Because if I just raw dog this thing, like that means I'm throwing all possibilities in the window, and it can be like okay. a lot for me. So what if you don't meet? Let's just hypothetically, mm -hmm. and now I'm speaking to the crowd as well too. Yeah, and this is. For, so now, crowd, just take this in your own situation. What if you don't meet that person? Are you going to just not do it because you don't meet that person? Even though you know that there's someone else in that situation who did it. <laughs> That's my question. Well, I'm not that person. And I'll be honest, I don't think I'm ready. Like, I really don't.
Like I've taken plenty of prereqs. There's classes I failed. I don't think my science GPA is high enough to even qualify for physical therapy. Like the practice itself, I love and like I really I'm into. Mm -hmm. But it's the little classes like physics that have like thrown me off. Like I had to take physics three times. Mm. I I passed it, but like it was just like, bro, if this is just general physics, what is it gonna be like at PT school? Cause I know it's not gonna be something general. And so like it helped it helped me understand like do I really want to be a physical therapist or do I like the idea of being a physical therapist? Okay. Now that goes back to knowing what you want. Yeah. So that, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Like I like fitness, don't okay. get me wrong. I want to keep that in my life. Okay. But based on what I'm understanding and now working for a PT clinic, understanding the game a lot more, mm-hmm. it's, it's not really like looking too fair outcome. Like they, they do more work than a physician, but they get way less of the pay. Um, it's a very busy work schedule load that they're taking like notes home with them. And I know that comes with the job, but when I go home, I'll be honest, I'm not the type of dude that's gonna be like, let me get this work done. I'm home, I'm like, I'm working on something else. So you a nine to five. I'm a, I'm a nine to so five. You're a 40 hour week guy. Yeah, 40 hour week. And then you know what that means I got, though. Side, I got side projects on the side. I like okay. doing stuff where I'm not like on the clock and I don't have to worry about time. Okay. 40 hours a week get 40 hour outcomes. Correct. Okay. It's correct. So just know that. Correct. For anybody out there, 40, 40 hours a week, week get 40 hour outcomes. outcomes. That could be outcomes. whatever that means to you. Right. That's not a good nor a bad. I'm just. But I know I can do this. This is going to sound very entitled of me. You can say it. I, know, I don't know. I know I can put an hour of working and make that one hour, if I love what I'm doing for real, okay. worth three to four hours. Okay. Because I'm very articulate, so very precise. I have all, all these structured. I always have a plan out. But okay. if I'm just like, I'm doing that. If I'm just going through the motions of something, like okay. a 40 hour work week, okay. yeah, like you're going to get 40 hour work. Like that's going to be me. But if I get an hour of like, I'm being creative, I'm being intuitive, okay. I'm constantly learning, but I'm also educating others. Like, yo, this guy, in an hour, bro, I could, I'm not gonna say I'm a professor, but like, damn, I could sure teach a fucking master class. I was like, you sound like you need to do something like where you have your own. Yeah. I don't know what that would be. Cause I've learned from PT is that it's very structured. Like there's no, there's no changing up exercises. You have to follow a certain protocol. You have standards to hold by. And then like, it's just repeat. So it's like learning how to be like, I'm not gonna say entry level job. Cause all therapists have been through hell to get their doctorates. Like shout out to you guys. I, I've heard the stories and like, Bro, the the weight gain, like you heard a freshman fifteen, it's like a it's like a therapy thirty, like um no, therapy thirty. I've never heard of that one. That's funny. No, because all the PT school you gain, they gain a lot of weight at PT school. But y'all are supposed to be the physically active ones. Right, but maybe gain after it afterwards. So shout out to them. But it's man, that's weird. They're yeah. there. It's yeah, not it, not it for me. I, I love I love physical therapy. I love I love fitness. I love learning exercises, but it's just very, like I said, it's not an entry level job. But once you learn the material, it doesn't really progress after that. Like you stay in that. that so area. so let me so let me take not take your situation, but kind of the what do we? What is your take then, of to guys then who, want to make six figures, they want, the family. They want a, a life that they see other people living and they desire, but at the same time, they've seen themselves with struggles and setbacks that may not allow them to get there and they may not be able to see it. How do they get past that then? What would you, what would you say? And like, what would they do? For starters, I'd, I'd have to tell them, you have to be real with yourself. Like you say, you see all these people living this lifestyle that's cooler, like you wanted and that's all. But like, when you go on Instagram or wherever you're seeing this. No, this, they actually, let's assume they actually, they, they, let's assume these people actually are living this actual life. Like the people that were, okay, giving advice. Like, yeah, just the people that they want to live like, they're actually living that life. Like it's not, we're not talking about fake Instagram friends. Oh, that's that fake. Like, 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 yeah, ask yourself this, if, are these people the people you want to be like? And if you want to be like these people, have you asked yourself, do you know what you even like? Like, are you, how far are you willing to compromise yourself to mirror this person that you admire? Because if you're not happy with yourself now in life, what makes you think this, this drastic change is gonna make anything better? Because in life, 
like you said, it's 50-50. Like, you can control 50% and you can, can't control the other 50%. So let's say you have this life and it's 50% everything you want, but it comes with some drawbacks of 50% things you can't control. Are you going to be able to balance that? Because with that much money, it's going to come certainly a lot more responsibility. So can you handle the way life is now before you get a major upgrade? And then moving on from there is just with that lifestyle, how are you going to balance your relaxation time and your work time? Are you just going to work, work, work? Or are you just going to, you know, hang out with others, play with others, do, do that type of thing? Because you said 40-hour work weeks. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the lifestyle that you're describing is not a 40-hour work week. Sounds Correct. Like, sounds exactly. Like, yeah. That's so the guys got some sacrifice. They, they, they between 60 and 80 hours, yeah. typically. You know? So, um... And that's why I go back to the, and it all goes back to Sanctuary's heart. It goes back to the entitlement. It goes back to the mindset plan. It goes back to the everything is earned, not given. Um, but I also agree with you, knowing who you are, knowing what you want, because there's, there's nothing wrong with wanting a simple, comfortable life where you could do the things that you want to do as long as you are satisfied and not you, but the person, that person, you know, that man is satisfied with himself. Yeah. Now, if he's dissatisfied, I would say, okay, well, let's look into yourself and let's see what you want to change. Bingo. And if you, and, and it, are you willing to make that change? Or are you just going to keep talking about how life sucks? Your mindset. And woe is me. Like, damn. Like, you know, so, so, so. Cause I, like I said, I've been there, I, I, but you have to choose. Uh, I say, see, I, I, I just say that to myself, sink or swim when I get upset. I like this. I say, man, John, you either gonna sink or swim. Sink or swim. Sink or swim. And uh, you're trying to swim, man, you gotta fight, you gotta go. But if you're gonna sink, then you just stop. You just stop, you'll sink. And that's my, bro, personally, that's my, my personal struggle right now. Like I, Sure, I'm balancing the life I have right now. Hmm. And yes, I still desire to be greater and further in my education. But I'm asking myself, what am I willing to give up in order to, you know, pursue this life or have things further? Like, I don't want to compromise my physical health. Like, I love working out. To like pussy, right? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Bro, I've been celibate for like a cool, a cool year now. So like, I'm... Oh, really? On purpose? Yeah, yeah on purpose. Why? But she's fucking distracting, bro. Like, like when you wow. when you sexually active, like, like you, it's almost like to a point Let's where talk you're. About this for mental health. Okay, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sexual activity for for mental health for men, like you know, everyone. There's a time in every man's life where you be fiending for some, you know, cheeks, so to speak, and so that becomes such an obsession that you lose track of what you're doing or what you like want to do i even with that i respect that and even once you get it i respect that. it's almost like it's it's a commitment out your day now like you have to literally like in a relationship so to speak like you're cutting off time for your significant other and now you're, you you got to take once you give time for someone else what time are you taking away from you know from what you're doing so to art knows you and the woman that you were talking to because it was like you wasn't talking to women so you told them that you were celibate and they were okay with that? Yeah, honestly, they, don't get me wrong, they wanted me more and like that kind of freaked me out because I was like, what do you mean you want me more because I'm celibate? Like that's red flag here, like what do you mean? No, that, 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 that's actually nature. That's human nature. People want what they can't have. They were telling me they want to break my discipline. Like I'm like oh, that's, on it for a reason. Hey, that's a... <laughs> like this whole, this whole school year, I've been like on my best behavior trying to wow. get after it. Shout out to him. Thank you. Because like, I could... Could not, and I'm not gonna lie, probably would not. <laughs> but I respect, so I respect the man. So correlating with like that and like giving up like lifestyle times, like I don't want to give up fitness. Um, helps to get my mind right, helps to get my day started. Like it's a routine. I gotta take care of my dog, so that's a responsibility right there. And like I like reading books and I like watching anime. And I'm trying to think like based on that and everything else, I'm either working or sleeping or eating. Like what? What are that? He don't even shit. He don't shit. Oh no, I shit. I shit for like ten minutes. But um, just trying to balance. What am I gonna give up to put more time into? Like even this podcast. Like I, I take an hour out of my day. It probably takes two hours. I'll say more because he sets up. Yeah, I gotta set this stuff up, get this stuff going, find a location. He is the backstage crew, y'all. He's great. Yes. One man. The most does everything. Thank you. 
So yeah, even that. So for me to have this lifestyle, which I, you know, look to have, which is to, you know, obtain a PhD in neuropsych and then contribute more of my findings to a podcast, but also, you know, I want to create a new form of therapy that's similar to physical therapy, but like a mental health therapy. I'm trying to balance what do I have to do or what do I have to give up to put more time into this and better, you know, distinguish myself. And as a man, I need to find balance because I'm not a workhorse. I'm not a robot. I can't just work, 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 work. Like I like to go out. I like to work out. I like to watch anime. I like to read books. Like, bruh, it's, it's, you only get 24 hours in a day. So it's really just trying to find that. Yeah, life is about give it, take. Uh, choices and trade-offs yes and you have to decide what those choices and trade-offs are going to be um so yeah I, I like for you like what what do you how do you scale out your life how do you balance things out I, i'm big on the social yep. going back to just being social like uh that's why i go to the gym right that's why i make sure i i and truthfully i meditate um, I'm a big, I'm big on meditating. I'm a, I'm a spiritual guy. I believe in God. Uh, so that 30 minutes that I spend every day meditating, praying, yeah, Dang. it Just keeps me. Breathing? I mean, I'm breathing and I'm praying, you know, maybe I'm, sometimes I'm writing, you know, it, it, it depends. But a lot of times I am just breathing, thinking, um, and press talking, but it, 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 it helps me align myself block out any worries or discuss or or allow myself in that moment to do the worrying while i'm meditating worry about those things in that moment and then release it because it's not going to go away but i mean it's a practice right so you get used to being able to do that um but that helps me the meditating the working out being social and being productive in my day i'm big on a lot of times we go through life saying, you know, you ask, you ask any, any adult who's working or have his, you know, how are you doing today? I'm busy, busy. But like, you, you probably didn't hear that so often, yeah. but I'm big on, I'm productive. So my days aren't busy, they're productive, right? So if my days are productive, then I'm feeling pretty good, right? I, right. I, I've accomplished something. I've served somebody. I've accomplished something. So. That's kind of what keeps me uh, grounded, leveled, and balanced. I would say. Okay. Okay. Stands to dark. I work. I I'll say I work a good amount, but I'm def. I definitely have my fun too. Like I, I I'm big on self care, therapist. I have self care is key. I'm big. Yeah. I'm big on that. So I feel so. like self care. Self care is such a good. Oh, such a good balance. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. There's benefits. It's all. It's a routine, but it's also like. You you get the reward from self care mm-hmm. like you know, fellas, y'all know how it is. You get a fresh cut like that's like makeup for men. Yeah, like you get a fresh cut is a game. Yeah, and I, I was like, I, like I, I'm trying. I got my barber's out of town, but I, yeah, I try to. I be feeling when I get. Ooh. You be like, shout out to Tim and Legends. Shout out to Tim. <laughs> oh, there we go. Shout out my barber. Shout out Al at um. I think it's called victory cuts at, the, at columbia mall like no al's that dude man's man's told me like you got a nice natural hairline we're not going to touch that like oh never seen, never oh yeah thank you <laughs> never, we never seen these type of dreads before like i don't be careful like we're gonna get you which get you right but now as you're talking about your process and being productive um have you ever had any physical symptoms like such as he- headaches or digestive issues that could be related to like your stress Cause we're talking about stress for men now. Headaches for sure. Okay, okay. And I just go to sleep. I'd be, yo, I, I feel overwhelmed with stress. I take a nap. Like so, a coping mechanism. Yep, I definitely have those moments, and uh, I just go to sleep. To be honest, no okay. while trying to put myself around maybe one person that I necessarily don't have to talk to what I'm going through, but I can just be around them. Yep. And I only have like I have like one or two people I could probably like two or three that I could do that with. Like I could just. I don't have to really say too much. I can just kind of be in the space. I'm know, like, you know, and I'm just kind of just chilling, you know. Um, but yeah, I, physical symptoms that would be headaches. I and I get sinus headaches and stuff. So I, yeah, I, sinus headaches are starting to hurt. It just you feel like your face swells. After all, they have a long day. It's all that just pisses me off. <laughs> and, yeah. Well, for real, for real. Okay. 
Um, pets, pets. So describe that person you can just hang around with and like not really have to say much, but like just know like <laughs> you're okay. Pets are key. I got a dog. Like that's that's quite literally my my guy. Like mm. my kid. He like we don't talk. Just action. Like if I need to lie in the bed, he's gonna come there, sit right with me, and just like you know. Snuggle. So it's, it's true to say dogs are man's best friend. Dog is a man's best friend. I'd rather it's man's. Wow. If I didn't want to have a family, I, I'd have a dog. <laughs> I just have a bunch of dogs. I'll be real. But yeah, I'm dead. Um. All right, now for men. Do you have any persistent feelings of sadness, anxiety, or irritability? Not me at the moment. I used to. Uh huh. Um. But like I said, y'all, I've been in. I'm able to talk about this because I've been in therapy for the last two years as a therapist. I not only give therapy, but I'm in therapy. Why? Because it's important. What you preach. If I'm gonna check someone else's mental health. I have to make sure my mental health is on point, right? They only make sense. That shit. Talk that shit. I have two I have two coaches I work with, one mentor that helps me in my career and a life coach that I work with that helps me in my daily goals. So um so for me I don't have those things anymore, but if you were to talk to me two, three years ago, the answer would have been yes. Right? I was going with things at that point. I I I I I didn't deal with certain things to that point where I was in that place. But now I'm, I'm, I'm a work in progress. I'm building. I'm good, right? My my mindset is good. Cause it, it's all guys. It always starts here. For anything else, starts here. And then I say, once you fix your mind, start to fix your body. Cause as a male, and I'll tell this any guy, it is true. Once you start to at least work out, you begin to feel a different sense of confidence. Um, you get to feel stronger or or breathe better. Like there's really. Zero benefits to working out. Zero, zero benefits to working out. I mean, crazy. I mean, zero negative benefits. Oh, oh, zero say, negative benefits. It's like number one benefit. And I was gonna say there's like zero neg neg. I'm secky. Zero negative benefits zero to working out. Like you should, benefits. like, there. I, I don't see. Yeah. So work on your mind. Work on your body. I will. I will attest to that because Jonathan be coming in the gym. Like, I'm not gonna say he's doing the most, but like he's doing shit that I would not like. I would not do, bro. Like I would not play basketball. And then go lift weights. I'm gonna do one and the other. So like, I know this man's mentally strong. The fact that he can play like three or four games and then go lift weights after is crazy. Like, I, I appreciate that. All that the time for that man. I can't. I and can't. I go east. Fuck a Chipotle. That's what fucks me up. Oh Jesus. Hold up, man. I would. That, I'm working on my certification in nutrition. I, I want to learn more about diets, but like that. That's also a key. Like for men, what you eat plays in such a vital role in how you Definitely. think and how you feel. Yes. If you're yes. eating McDonald's, oh my God, if you eat McDonald's every day, it, it does control how you. Yes. That's a, probably a whole other episode. It's a whole other episode. That's a whole other episode. We yes. get it. But yes. 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 No, for real. Like, I, yeah, that, no. I, that's why I talk about nutrition so yeah, much. Yeah, that, that, I agree with that. You usually definitely get like a nutritionist or someone around here who, who's good with. Yeah, because that, that's a good conversation. Avoid, avoid that red 40. Because I'm the wrong, I'm the wrong, I'm the wrong guy for that. Red, red 40, blue 5, artificial colorings. Don't avoid those for real. For real. Um, but now we're almost getting to the end of this podcast here. Uh, we're going to get into chop time. If you're down, we got talk about it five, six minutes. Let's go. All right. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So chop time is a part of the podcast where we end everything that we just talked about. And now we chop it up, have any topic, any conversation, all hands off the table. And we just go in about it. So it's boys can be boys. Girls can be girls. Welcome to chop time. All right. So anything on your mind that you just want to get off? Anything on my mind that I want to discuss about? Yes. Uh, let's talk about bullying. Bullying. As adults. Because uh, in our gym, and I'm talking about the gym that me and uh, Will go to. We're not going to say the name because we don't want to get kicked out. Blackball. Shout out to them, though. Great gym. Right. Great, great gym. gym. I play basketball on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Sundays, or Saturdays. Not always on those, not always, but those are days where I'll typically play. And there's always at least one guy there. If one of the guys, shout out to you if you know who I'm talking about, you, if you were there watching the podcast, and the guys that go to our gym know who I'm talking about. But I want to talk about bullying when it comes to adults. And it's like, for men, it's just very interesting to see grown men another grown man bully another man on a daily basis while we're playing the game in in and off the court but this guy he's probably like six three six four 
the guy that he's bullying, and he's a big guy. I'm not gonna lie, like he's not like he's just he's he's not a diesel guy, but he's a he's a big guy, like you know what I mean. But he's not, yeah, he's not fat, but he's kind of fat, but he's still strong. Athletic fat, right? He's an athletic fat, <laughs> right? Exactly, because he's fat, but he he's strong though. The boy can move. But the guy that he bullies is like nice guy, right? Probably like five six, small. And everybody sees him bully his ass, but no one really says anything for real because it's like, it's two grown men, so it's like- Handle your business. Right, so that, it's, it comes down to it's like, oh, I see kids bully kids and we could all step in and we could all agree that bull- kids should be bullying kids, but it's like, when it comes to the adults and men specifically, it's like, yo, where's the line drawn? When do you start to say, yo, let's knuckle up? And should another man step in if they feel like this guy gets bullied and you're seeing the bullying done because i know workplace bullying happens and that's a little bit different because that's a power dynamic um so that's different but yeah i don't know if, i don't know if you ever seen any bullying happen as adults or do you have any stories of any guys what did they do um bro i mean for me i'll, I'll speak about it in college like in the you know the gym at my school just graduated by the way um there's definitely a lot of bullying on the basketball court, but it always turns, it goes two ways. Either the dude who's being bullied, like. But has, not talking trash, though. Yeah, not talking trash, like yeah. physical, physical, yeah. yes. 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 Like, it goes two ways. Either the dude has a whole, like, villain arc and gets in the gym and gets buff and gets big, or he's mentally broken and he just doesn't come back. Like, it's one or the other. So I think bullying is a good catalyst for building character. Cause like life is not gonna always treat you so well. Yeah, and like you have to build a backbone. Like the I whole. Do agree. I don't know this quote exactly, but it's by Rocky. It's like life's not about how hard you get hit. It's about how hard you get hit and like you you, you get back up and keep fighting. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, so, good paraphrase. Thank you. So for that, it's like it's the same thing for bullying. Like, except it's literal this time. It's not about how hard you get hit. It's whether you keep back up and keep going after it. And so, like, in life, not everyone's going to treat you like peaches and cream here. Like, you will get knocked down a couple notches. You will get humbled a couple times. But the real question is, are you going to get back up and get into it? And me, honestly, I, I think my issue is I've not, I've been pursuing physical therapy for so long, and I'm at the point where, like, I'm, I want to play to my strength somewhere else rather than keep fighting this uphill battle. Only because it's, it's to a point where I'm not being, I'm not enjoying the process anymore. Like, I get it, there's a healthy competition of failing and succeeding, but it's like, if I'm getting older and, like, I'm not progressing anymore and I'm at a plateau, am I ever going to break this plateau here? Whereas, like, I've done the same thing with my psychology classes. I've hit plateaus, but I've been able to learn the issues around it and break through that. So, like, I feel like I'm still growing with psych, but I feel like I plateaued with physical therapy. And okay. that's, my, that's my whole issue personally here. Like, I want to keep growing and keep learning, I don't want to stay stagnant for too long because if I stay stagnant for too long, I feel like I'm falling behind. Here's the question for the host on Chop Talk: What then, for for for, for the audience, so they're okay. clear. What are, what are your what are your next steps? You just graduated. Mm-hmm. What are your next steps? You just told us that you're not going to do physical therapy no mm-hmm. more. Yeah. So what is your five? You don't tell us your whole five year plan, right? But just what is what are your next steps? Well, post post back is my next thing because due to the pandemic, I never got research experience. But I've quite I've accepted that I ask too many questions and I enjoy looking into too much detail that I'm okay with how things are, which is why research has been pushed for me. And so like I'm waiting to hear back for a few more postbacks, which would be one to two years of research experience. Get to know the field, get to talk some Does that end in a degree? It doesn't end in a degree, but it, like it's a big stamp on my resume. Like that's gonna that might stand out more than like some classes I've taken. So then once I apply, I work on my PhD applications and programs there and then wait to hear an acceptance and then move on to that and dedicate six, five, six, seven years of my life to studying and research. Because I, I still want that doctor. Don't get me wrong. Like I've, I've come too far not to go after a doctorate in something. And I realize I so I have this podcast. I like mental health. So I want to learn more about the brain and the behavior and as well as how people are feeling, how people are reacting. Because the world's forever changing. And the way I'm seeing it is like physical therapy isn't, it's becoming a necessity more and more, but like, I want to learn about humans itself. Still keep fitness in my life, but like, it's, it's up here that matters more, not what's going on out here. Yeah. Okay. Th- yeah, so th- thanks for that. Cause I no think problem. now that way the, the viewers know 
They know what's going on. Our, ho our host got some goals, got some dreams. He's about to be Dr. Parham out here. Yes, sir. Dr. Parham third. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that's, yeah. But in terms of bullying, I think we need it. I'll be 100%. Whether you're, whether you're like an, an adult or a kid, like, it's, it's what you need because it, it can be traumatic, but can also, like, it can, you know, push you to that boundary and uncomfortability that you never hit before. Yes, I do think there's a fine line, and I agree, and I think it's a fine line, because I was definitely the always the biggest kid in class. And, of course, growing up in elementary school, middle school, you're always going to hear, fat kid, or fat boy, you eat too much this, titty boy this. A bulk. So you're going to hear all that it's stuff. It's just bulk right? season, that's all it is. You know, you're going to hear all that stuff, but... And of course, when you're young, it's really based on social standing, and you know, and a lot of it sometimes has to do with looks, right? Especially when you're younger. And I learned how to not internalize all that negativity, and I said, you know what, Jonathan, you are fat. Unless you're gonna lose the weight, you are be fat. Oh, so that. So just yeah, just be okay and just be you. And eventually. I got funnier, uh -huh. so I was able to say something and it also, it just didn't really affect me no more. So it's like, Built that hard it, got, it, got, it got old, like, and also by the time I got to high school. You heard every joke. Yeah, so people weren't really, it was really in elementary school, middle school, but once I got to high school, it's like, no one's really, some people say it, but it's not, it's just like, it's some lame shit. No one's really like, oh yeah, you, you fat. It's like, okay. I'll, your I'll, mom's fat. <laughs> it's like your mom's fat. <laughs> Yo, the mom scapegoat is crazy. I remember that was such a thing. That would cause fights, though. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, saying mama jokes would really throw down. But I'm, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to empathize with you here. Um, I was never called fat in high school, but I was definitely called gay. Like, motherfuckers used to call me gay, hands down, all the time. Because, like, they never saw me with girls. They never saw me, like, talking to them. Or if I did, I'd get, like, mad shy. Like, I'd be to myself. Mm. And it's just, like, because... Growing up with like my mom in the household, she always taught me like, no, women are straight trouble. Like they're gonna make you lose focus. Like you're not gonna, you, wow. you're not gonna get into college if you can't. That's a conversation you need to have too. Yeah. So That's like another conversation. Mom built a little internal trauma in me that made me like interesting. Hold my boundaries against women. So like I got this stereotype of being called gay, and I'll, I'll never forget like when I um, I gave someone my phone and they got access to my Twitter. They like posted like they made a they made a post for me, but everyone thought it was me saying like, yeah, I'm finally coming out or like I'm finally like what out. Grade of was that? This was like tenth. Yeah, I finally coming out that's, of the closet. That's messed up. I'm so I, I, I kid you not. That's messed up. I kid you not. I've never had more engagement on that post in my life. Everyone's like, yeah, it's about time, bud. Like, yeah, we've been waiting. Oh, congrats. Like, dude, I'm like, so like it, it hit me for a little bit, but I was playing sports, so I could just go go practice and I, I'd forget about it. Wow. But like, that's hard. Being older now, looking what, back. Did you fight that guy? No, I didn't fight him because like it wasn't worth my time or, or space. I just deleted the tweet, but I'm, it helped me get a perception of how people viewed me. So like it made me kind of realize I was, that wasn't your friend after that. Nah, we low key we still boys, but we're very distant. Like I don't reach out to him. Like he doesn't reach out to me. But like I I hold no bounds. Like I don't I don't have enemies. I'm not gonna be like it's whatever. Yeah, that's a, a respect to and for you. That's yeah. Like words words are just words. Actions speak louder. So like if you're doing something action well, words then, cut like a two-edged sword too though. It's true. And you're responsible for the words, the things that we do and say. So cool. I get it. I agree. Cool. As long as, like, you know, I know it's not true and I hold my own, I can go about my life. So, oh, shit. So as we end, though, I, I do, I have to, and I have to ask you then. Yeah. Because we're talking about the whole bullying thing with the chop talk. How did that situation help or hinder you? Because that's a, that's a tough situation. That's cyberbullying, actually. But I would, that's cyberbullying was serious. That's serious. It low key and that's why I said there's a fine line with bullying, because I, I didn't deal with cyberbullying. Yeah. I think that's different. Two I generations. That, yeah, I think that, because then everybody has control but if it's just one-on-one -on -one or just yeah. one-two with the words all right that hurts too but it's different it's so it, and low-key like it, it it brought a lot out of me so not only was i like I, I felt like i became like a little tougher like i definitely take it out in the gym or like the courts or like the field but like it also it's, it's forgive me like ladies and gentlemen like it got me a dog i'm not gonna cap like, it almost built this trauma in my head, like, that, oh, no, I got to, like, I got to talk to this girl, or I got to get with this girl, I got to be with this girl, and, like, like I need to be in a relationship now so people don't think I'm gay, and, like, it definitely went along that line. Like, college was, ugh, a lot. Um, but I'm, I'm thankful because it made me get out of my comfort zone. Like, I used to stay to myself so much, but then I realized if I want to, you know, change the perception of how people see about me, back when I used to give a fuck how people thought about me, 
I need to, you know, approach more women, talk to girls more, kind of like get out of that comfort zone and like be myself now, but just around women. And it worked out for the best. And then medication kind of fucked a lot for me, but that's a whole nother episode in itself. Wow, that's another conversation. Yeah, mom had me, mom had me on a fuck ton of medication. And that's we talk about childhood medication. Yeah, we will get to that, but we're going to end piece by piece here. This is episode 18, three more before we hit 21, which puts us in that top 5%. Um, I'm your host, William Parham, and I thank you again, our lovely current guest, Jonathan Williams. Thank you. Thank you. Mental health therapist, specialist, gym connoisseur. So it's funny. Wrapping it up, just remember you are special. Thank you for listening. Drink water, take care of your mind and body, and hope you all have a great Memorial Day.